Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. It's unbridled and untamed. And per usual, I got uh, my boy Andrew uh, right here with me today. Hola, senor. Well, man, so the rules is follow. We got three topics, right? And we may fall off into a rabbit hole, but I wanted to start with this. Uh, did you see what NASA reported? No. All right, so uh, TISS, which is the satellite that, uh, you know, they shot off into space. It, it's a planet hunter. Yeah. Uh, it's the Transiting Exoplanet Survey Satellite. Check this out, guys. They watched a black hole tear apart a star in a cataclysmic phenomenon called a tidal disruption event. Follow-up observations by NASA's Neil Garrell Swift Observatory and other facilities have produced the most detailed look yet at the early moments of one of these star-destroying occurrences. This this is insane. And so... um, on the Porch Talk Facebook page and the Twitter, um, I'm gonna share the uh, the video if you if you'd like to see it, so you can find it there, or you can do what I did and go to NASA.gov. You can check the story out. How crazy is that? I don't I don't understand how we we become so we've become so smart. Like it's crazy that they would send something in space like that and be able to know some of the details that they know. I mean, think about all the forethought, right? And I, I wish we should look up and see. I don't. I know it was in our lifetime when they shot it off. I, I can't remember how long Tess has been out there, just flying through the Milky Way. You know, it's crazy. Imagine if you was if it was able to hold a person and you was on it. How long that would you would make it would make you feel? I'd, I'd be scared I mean, to death. Think about, and you're never coming back. Mm-mm, I'm scared. I'd be scared to death. I'd be scared to death. What do you think you would die of? Suicide? Yeah, probably. Probably so. Probably. I don't think so. I think yeah. uh, it, it, would, it would be it would be it would be too much to bear. If you go to if you go far enough, and you probably ain't even got to go far. There's something out there though, because it's too it's too big, according to them, to for there not to be something else. Yeah. I mean, I believe it, I believe there's uh, I think there's intelligent life, man, somewhere else. Gotta be. I think our parallel universe is what I think. You think? Okay, mm-hmm. I'm I, good with that. Cause uh, who am I to say no? Yeah. And I mean, you know, me and John got into it a little bit on the latest off the deep end, but mm-hmm. how credible do is Bill Lazar in your eyes? Cause he said some pretty crazy things. I've got two books on him at the house. One of them is called Area Fifty One. Oh, uh, but I I don't I mean I don't have no I can't prove the guy wrong, right? And it's I don't know I want to believe it I think more than anything I think that's why I do. You know what's crazy about those kind of thinkers? And I mean I know he writes books about it, and it might be exactly what he wants. It may be how he wants to be remembered. But you know what, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think about somebody like that? Conspiracy. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, Epstein Island used to be a conspiracy too, but turned out to be right. Yeah. Some of the pictures that they take with those satellites and stuff, they're real grainy too to me. I guess I'm spoiled to HD. I don't know, but yeah, that's why I would. I, you know, I'd, I'd like to the year when uh, they shut it off. You know, it's like, yeah, what? because if you read the article and it probably even says it in the video, I think it does mm-hmm. uh, that uh, they're capturing temperature. Uh, that's quite a bit of forethought. Uh, which I guess that would be something. I want to know how cold it is in space. Uh, how does are they telling? Is that the temperature like around the spaceship? Or that's got to be. That's a, there ain't no way it could be sensing, or unless it's like shooting out a laser or something. I don't know. I don't either. We need somebody to comment on the post to say, yeah. let us know how they do it, or just infinitely tag Elon Musk and we can get him on here to talk about it. Maybe we can get a phone. That'd maybe. be a miracle. If I can get a flat Earther, surely I can get Elon, right? Maybe. Who knows? I'm going to write that down on the board. We'll find his number. Yeah. Oh, cool thing, guys. Um, So, uh, not... Well, it is Tesla. Uh, You don't need a college education to work at Tesla. Uh, They're hiring. uh, It's like a... It's a two-year deal, I think, that you'll be working... You could work at Tesla. And, I mean, just... You could be... uh, You could have a GED or your high school diploma. That's, That's pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. And I man, I, I'm a big fan of Elon, man. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a billionaire that spends his money in cool ways instead of being really selfish. Like he's he's doing big things for us. Yeah. You know, we might we might be able to colonize Mars uh before any other country because of him. Who mm. knows, you know? For I think sure. we're way further. Well, maybe Israel or India. They're pretty good at it too. Yeah. But um Yeah, I mean, I, I like what he does. Uh, created jobs, you know, started Tesla. I mean, uh, he pays them really well. Yeah. And they like working for him. He's, I think I think he's a... I don't think... If there's a scandal that comes out, it's just to destroy him. It's probably not going to be true. The dude is just solid gold. He's an alien. Okay. I mean, I've heard that. He's an alien. That or he's a time traveler. Does uh, the idea of there being, uh, whether it's parallel universe or maybe just intelligent life from a different planet, uh, just from your faith, would that affect it? I don't think the way, not the way I look at it, as as far as a parallel universe. Oh, uh, I think that, if it's parallel too, uh, is there another you there? Yeah, that's what I think. I think, I think there's like a, a me and you on a different planet somewhere else we might not exactly be the same because it's a different universe i mean in that in the neck in the next parallel one closest to us we might not even know each other yeah so but i think what i think is there is parallel universes like that and i think that god is he he's over all of them watching all of them that's what i think but like you can't really I mean, this doesn't, argue yeah. I mean, that it's true. The Bible really doesn't speak on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think I think that I think the reason it don't is because it's not really important. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it's just something I'd really like to know. Yeah, it's just a curious. But I mean, what would you do if you did? 
Would you try to mess with your other self? Not at all. No, I would. I, well, I wouldn't try to change or alter it at all. I would. I just curious what it's like. If there what is. if your other self is incepting dreams in you? And see, that's that's another. Because sometimes like, it's like deja vu. That's what I'm saying. Like that's what I think. I think deja vu. People will say in their past life and this and or what stuff if your like dream, that. like your mind goes to your other self and you're watching it because yeah. you got some kind of weird connection. Or what if the timeline is and everything's the same? We're just like offset two hundred years, ever so further away from the sun we get. Kind of like a reincarnation. Yeah. Just in a different. Like in the parallel universe next to us, it's 1700s. Okay. Same Earth. Okay. Because, you know, they say space is, it curves, it bends. Yeah, I've heard that. And it like crosses in spots. Uh huh. And what if that crosses? I'm Rick and Morty. Yeah, that's where I'm getting it from. <laughs> I'm stupid. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, but it crosses like this. Oh, yeah. And that cross, that X, is what separates the parallel universes. It's like if you took a, a big old long piece of sausage and you linked it up. That's space. Okay. The curvature. Guys, I wish you could have seen all the hand gestures. Hey, by the way, if you haven't already, I would ask that you would rate and review the show. Subscribe, rate it. If you are subscribed, unsubscribe and resubscribe. It does something weird to the algorithm. It gets it, it gets it out. It helps gets it out there to uh, new listeners. Uh, just like sharing it on your social media or telling a friend about it, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're working on uh, taking this live so that uh, uh, you could uh, witness. You could you could you could ask questions and you could help us out. Uh, so if you would do that. Uh, anything else to do on uh, space before we move on? But I just cannot stress enough that we there's footage of a black hole destroying a star. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I don't think I have anything else in space. Yeah. Where do you want to go now? What do you want to talk about? What's, what have you been thinking about today? Today in particular, uh, I've been thinking about Oh, man, it's left my mind. Dude, I've been thinking about this all day, too. Do you have another? Yeah, sure. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to think while you're talking. Yeah. Man, I just want to say how crazy it is. I don't know if it's the first time they've ever done it, but Bristol, NASCAR. Yeah. Dirt track. That is pretty awesome. I I can't wait to uh, watch it later. I have, and I said that's the first time in 50-something years. You know, they say that Daytona used to actually be on the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they used to race more in cars, too. Motorcycles and... Wasn't... I don't... Is this just, like, Hollywood? But, um... Wasn't NASCAR, like, originally started down in Florida by bootleggers or something? I don't know. I don't... It might not be originated in Florida. I think more, like, in the mountains or in the hills. Like Tennessee where, or somewhere. Where Moonshine was biggest. Yeah. What? You know... I don't know, um, but man, you've done some traveling, man. You've been to quite a few NASCAR, NASCAR tracks with your dad, right? Yeah, me and Diz went to went to a good many. Uh, by far, my favorite is uh, Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, because that's the longest race. That's the six hundred, six hundred. That used to be. That's what it was on. I tell you I what, I don't know what it is now. I, it's kind of hard for me to watch a whole NASCAR race on TV. 
unless they're doing like uh what is it like Watkins Glen mm-hmm. the field co- or road course road course um but when I worked at Heritage we landed these uh eBay cuz like we were top seller on eBay mm-hmm. and my boss didn't want to go or couldn't go but eBay gave us two like in the pit tickets like they had a booth inside Talladega on the mm-hmm. on the infield and um Manny, he asked if I wanted to go. I'm not one to say no to much of anything, especially yeah. when it comes to traveling or some kind of an event. Mm-hmm. Like if someone's like, I got two tickets to WrestleMania, I would do it. Mm-hmm. You know how fun that would And I would be the guy that probably got on TV because I would just act a fool because I don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah. But, you know, we had like these, uh, I think they're hot passes is what they were called. Mm-hmm. And was able to, um, you know, Take the pit walk. Uh, couldn't go into the pits. I think that's like a code pass, ironically. Mm. But, uh, man, we were able to walk into the shops and talk to the mechanics. And, you know, we could pretty much go almost anywhere we wanted to. Yeah. Felt like I was somebody. <laughs> yeah. But uh was balling. Yeah, uh, I love, I love, I used to love going races, man. We, uh, have you ever, which I mean, I'm sure you probably noticed because you've been doing a lot of tracks, but. You ever notice how steep Talladega is? Ain't nothing to Texas. Texas is worse? Well, like you're talking about the actual track or like the stands? Uh, the, the actual track. The track at Talladega is 33 degrees. It's hard to walk up. Mm-hmm. Almost impossible. I tried. It's almost impossible. I got about halfway up and I yeah. was like, it's good enough. I'm out of breath. Yeah. Roll back down. Yeah, that. Uh, I thought you were talking about seating. Man, let me tell you something. Anybody who's listening, if you're a NASCAR fan, you, you go to races... And you thinking about going to Texas, change your mind. Texas is was my least favorite. I love the trip out there, and I love being with my dad. But it, the actual race and experience there was, yeah. wasn't fun. Because it was like, you should, the guy sitting beside you is on your hip on both sides. And what about the guy? And the guy in front of you, you, is his head is in your kneecaps. God, dog. Yeah, we ended up getting up and standing uh, up against the fence in between turns three and four. But like I said, though, traveling out there and seeing all we saw, I mean, because we, I mean, we obviously drove. We went to Cowboy Stadium. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't let me in because they was doing the cheerleader thing. But we could. I, mean, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, you still could have went. Yeah. But anyway. Favorite though is definitely Charlotte, and I think the reason I like that one the most is because we had, we went to uh, Dell Earnhardt Incorporated and went to the Hall of Fame or Dell Earnhardt Museum. Hey, your dad was a big Earnhardt fan. Oh, dude, he? he's got so much Earnhardt crap. Yeah, you remember that winner? He, he liked Junior pretty good too. Right? Yeah, oh yeah, and then he pulled for Harvick for a little while. That's right. Oh, uh, but you know, you that's remember weird. Them that's little... one thing I always knew about your dad. Yeah, is like. Uh, I know his favorite driver and his favorite sport teams. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't know why. That's like weird things <laughs> I know about your dad. I guess it's like I know that. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he. You remember them Winter Circle, or if you ever saw them, Winter Circle uh, diecast cars? Yeah. He has thousands. I've got a couple. Do you? Not the not the size that he has, but you know, like it's the Hot Wheel. Yeah, well, he's got a Hot Wheel, and he's got the... Well, these are not Hot Wheels. He's got more of the, sh- the, the Hot Wheel size. Yeah, the Hot Wheel size, yeah. I remember as a child, and I guess that's where I get it from now, because, you know, well, I'm doing it with my daughter, too, but 
on me collecting stuff, as far as me collecting stuff, I guess I'm, I'm pretty sure I get it from him. I mean, no doubt about it. Because I remember when I was a child, he would he would go crazy looking for this one Earnhardt car that was like one of the rarest ones. And it, I remember to this day, it's a, called the Peter Max car. And it looks like Fruity Pebbles, kind of. It's like if you took Fruity Pebbles, put them on a car and smeared them, that's what it looks like. And I remember that I'll never forget the day he found it. He ended up paying like he paid so much for it. He didn't care. He had it. As he said, he completed his set. Yeah. He has every every one they've come out with. But I love, I love racing's fun. I'm I've been to Talladega. Oh, I've, a dozen I've only times. been once, but I would definitely do it again. It is fun, especially ha- if you go when they used to do the three race weekend, mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Oh, uh, that that's fun. You, camping so out. So I guess you camped out. Mm-hmm. Camping out though. Yeah, I'd like to do that. That was real fun. I bet it was. Mm. I was gonna ask you, man, just like uh, just a couple of remarks that you made, like uh, about collecting. And you probably do that because of your dad, and I mean, you have a daughter. Is um, have you ever heard of the uh, the blank slate theory? Mm. Okay. So what that is, it's saying that uh, a person is born and they're not influenced by their parents. Like, um, they may not necessarily know. They're a blank slate. Mm. And, like, they'll figure it out for themselves, or to put it plainly. Mm. Um, I don't buy it. Because I believe that uh, faith, uh, probably what you'll do for a living and most aspects of your life are going to be influenced by your parents. Well, you're you're made up of your parents, so you're naturally going to pull yeah. things from them. Yeah, genetics, right? Yeah, I mean, collecting might not be something that's genetic, but... But you, you the saw stress your, relief that it gives. You saw your father do it too. Yeah, the stress relief that it gives, or whatever you know, might be could that could be genetic, no doubt. Man, I wish I could think of what I was going to mention to you today, but it's completely left me. And I thought, yeah, my one topic's going to be a good one. It's blank. I've lost it. Any idea what it was? I watched a video about something. I remember it. Did you text me about it, maybe? Let me check. Oh, oh, let me ask you this while I'm thinking about it. Is, uh, are you still reading the King Killer Chronicles? You, you, you borrowed the first copy, right? Yeah, I did. I finished it. Um, it's good, because, uh, yeah. there's big plans for it coming. I shared a video, um... So, the third book still is in limbo, but they're supposedly working on this TV show. Really? Yeah. Who do they? How far are they into it? Like, have they got a cash or anything yet? Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to get on like IMDb to check it out. But uh, there's there's plans, you know, in pop culture for it. So if you read it, you know, yeah, you'll be happy about it. Hopefully, mm. and maybe it'll be one of those things to where if they do it right. You won't really be disappointed by it, because mm-hmm. I thought Daredevil was good. Yeah, when they done that on Netflix. Oh yeah, that was really good. 
Um, I haven't finished that. I'm glad you reminded me. I haven't finished that. I think it gets progressively worse, in my opinion, but it's still, you know, all the way through it's worth it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, that's by um, Patrick Rothfuss. And so the uh, the first one is called uh, Name of the Wind. The second one is called uh, The Wise Man's Fear. And just to give you all a little synopsis and give Andrew some time to think about whatever he needs. I remember it. You do? Mm-hmm. But keep going. Yeah. Is um, So there's this redheaded guy. I got to say he's redheaded uh, just because I think that's a great thing. Mm. Um, he's, a, he's a bard. And the video that I shared, uh, it was heavily related to uh, Harry Potter which I kind of disagree with, but there is this idea of magic. Uh, but uh, the way magic is done in this book, I really like. It's not done with wands or staffs. Um, if you if you know the name of it, you can manipulate it. Hmm. And so, like, you know, the first book is the name of the wind. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that you have to be careful that you mess with, and you'll see it in the book. I don't know if you got to the part. It happens about a quarter of the way in. Uh, have you gotten the part where he's uh, in the no, caravan yeah. with his family? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're getting close. Okay. But um, he has this teacher who joined that caravan, and this is how he's a musician. I'm not spoiling anything, guys, but uh, his parents was musicians. Matter of fact, the loot that he has at first is, is his dad's. Mm-hmm. Um, so... This teacher who knew all these names, he was uh, he was a scholar that he had studied, and I guess this is the Harry Potter reference. He had uh, studied at the school. Mm. Yeah, and now he came back with all this wisdom, and that's what he does. He's kind of like, a, you know, what you would think about in the Wild West yeah. as being, you know, the guys who uh, sell miracles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That kind of guy. You know, elixirs. You, and, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Snake mm-hmm. snake poisons and all that. Yeah. Toxics or all that stuff. Yeah. Think definitely. like that. And uh, one night they were talking. They said, uh, you know, and the main character's name is Quoth. Um, so Quoth was again? asked, Quoth. Quoth. Okay. Think quote. And then drop the T-E. And add ch. Ah, I've got my own pronunciations for. How do you say cough? The, yeah, yeah. A lot of the, a lot of folks done that too. Mm-hmm. I think that's fine. It's spelled K V O T H E, so it's kind of it's different. And so they're talking one night because cough is he's. I just said it like you said it. Mm-hmm. And so because uh, he was learning so quick with all these names, he was getting good, and he was like, "What's a really hard one?" name and just and just the guy he he got it out of his teacher mm-hmm. he's like don't ever mess with the name of the wind because he said you can take the oxygen out and you'll choke and die oh snap if you like it's one thing to call it but if you don't know how to control it or use it mm-hmm. it'll it can be bad for you that's kind of the point and so i guess that's the idea of like harry potter with the spells and things because yeah. Knowing the name of something is the essential of having a spell. Mm-hmm. You know, you can manipulate the elements and uh, you can mess with people, mind control and things like that. That's kind of cool to think about. And, I just, and that's crazy to me. It's like that is a very unique way 
of coming about having magic in your book mm-hmm. is just no, there's people Different out here approach. who know the name of things, and it's not like saying wind, yeah, and then having control of the wind. It's like no, there's an actual name. It's it has a name. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. You saying that about a book though reminded me of my topic or what I was going to mention. Oh, great. Because uh, I've been I took a break on that one, mm-hmm. and I started reading another book. Is it is it not is it hard for you to read? Is it not interesting? No, it's easy. I just like reading a bunch of books at the same time. I can do I'm, that. I'm weird. Okay, but uh, I'm I've been reading Stephen King books a lot. You a Stephen King fan? That's the reason that I kind of quit too. Because when I start reading one Stephen King, it's just like finish, finish, finish. <laughs> What's your favorite Stephen King? Oh, definitely the Two Tires series. Or was the, you disappointed uh, the dark, by the Dark Tire series? Was you disappointed? In the Absolutely. Movie? Absolutely. I mean, it was cool, but it's kind of like, uh, it's like the difference between DC and Marvel, like you and Kyle was talking about. Mm-hmm. It's just one of them's the dark side, mm-hmm. one of them's the not so dark side. So, and I ain't talking about like the franchises, I'm talking about the comics, the stories of the characters yeah, the actual- in the comic books. Well, I mean, even the way they filmed, DC even went dark. Yeah, I stand. I that one y'all mentioned, the uh, Justice League, this like four hours long. Mm-hmm. I've got to watch that. The, the Zack Snyder. Cut? Yeah, I got to watch that. But uh, I've been. I reading, saw a funny meme. It was said the Rob Snyder cut, and it had uh, Rob Snyder's face cutting to, uh, each of the superheroes. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, like, you can do it. That's funny. <laughs> but the question. Hey, do you have you do you read Stephen King? Yeah. No, I don't. Uh, I only read fantasy and the uh, the Bible. And um, here lately, I've gotten into uh, cultural cultural comics. Well, I showed you that one I have, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I looked at but, it. Uh, oh no, it's Uncle Joe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's a book that Stephen King wrote about a plague, and I I read it and like the. Be- it was the beginning of when I was off for my neck surgery. Uh, so it's like the end of November, beginning of December. I, I read that just because of how ironic it was that it was a, a plague. And we was living through what we thought was a plague. Or not a plague, pandemic. I'm sorry. Yeah. It ain't like you not a plague, not a plague. You got a pretty good chance. Of- but I'm reading Dreamcatcher right now. You ever watched that movie? Yeah, I watched That's a it. Uh, good movie, dude. I watched it like when I was eleven, Whoa. and uh, I didn't want to sit on the toilet. Oh, I was gonna say that probably made you worry about some things. Yeah, dude, watching it at eleven. That dude when he was taking a piss in the mm-hmm. snow. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, when I wish I owned that movie. I bet Cobb's got it. My brother has it. Does he? I used to. I don't know if he still has his DVDs. Uh-huh. He got that movie for uh, what was the what was the special birthday, one? I think. What was the special one's name? Was the it Bubbles or G- Giggles? You know what I'm talking about? What are you asking? Now? The friends on the in the Dreamcatcher mm-hmm. start in the movie. There's one friend that's like special, slow, like. Oh, what's his name, dude? In the in the movie? Yeah. I think it was like Bubbles. Famous. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. It's Bubbles or Giggles or something. I don't know. I can't remember. But the book, though, I've watched the movie, and what I like doing is I like 
And it can be, it doesn't have to be with just Stephen King books. It can be with a lot of things. Uh, I sometimes like to watch the movie first and then read the book. Well, so you can always imagine what the character looks like. Yeah, so I can, I do better that way. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm I don't stu- know, it kind of, it kind of ruins it for me. It's like. Well, it, it doesn't because it's the, you know, if you did it vice versa, it would be more ruined. Like vice versa, say that. I read the book, then watch the movie. Well, I just ruin, if the movie, I've just ruined the movie because it's not like the book. So, I mean, you would rather enjoy the movie than in the book? I would rather get the image of what things are and then read in detail about it. I don't know, man. Like, take Lord of the Rings. It might be because I read it so much. But Mm -hmm. granted, (coughs) I had seen uh, The Fellowship of the Ring uh, before I started reading it. Uh, my grandma uh, showed that movie to me, and uh, I just became obsessed with it, and I've been obsessed ever since. Mm-hmm. I literally read that book all the time. But uh, there's there's a part in The Fellowship of the Ring, and I'm not saying that Viggo Mortensen wasn't a, uh, wasn't a good cast. I mean, mm-hmm. He'd done a great job being Aragorn. But uh, the Christ-like imagery in Aragorn was the fact that he looked foul but was fair. Mm-hmm. Same with Jesus. Jesus wasn't a good-looking man, Mm-mm. and that it's. And I always like that. It's because uh, with people we tend to be stereotypical, which I don't think for the most part there's nothing wrong with a stereotype. There's reasons why we do it. Sometimes they can be uh, kind of racist, but uh, typically stereotypes c- can keep you out of trouble. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, if you if you come across someone who looks foul. In other words, I mean, that might come to mind as being villainous. Mm-hmm. Or that might uh, come over as just being, they're just ugly and you don't want to you don't wanna be around them. I would think they'd be covered in like manure. <laughs> no, it's not like foul, a, it's not like a foul smell. stink. It's not like a smell. That's what I think of. But uh, it's, it's appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you get to know them, they're fair. Because, I mean, what, I mean, Aragorn was a ranger. Mm-hmm. Look at his bloodline. Yeah. He's actually the king. And so that's, you know, it's, it, the parallel with that is like, it mm. reminded me so much of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. I like that. Mm. Which, I, I mean, in a lot of different, like, man, I had a guy who wanted to argue with me about that because I don't believe that Aragorn was the only uh, Christ bearer in that book that um, each of the characters uh, handled an element of Christ. Yeah. Uh, look at Sam's. Uh, he was so courageous, uh, and he would carry the load when he when he he had to. Mm-hmm. He literally finished carrying the ring. He, I mean, he carried Frodo. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to take a movie. Yeah. Um, Frodo. He carried the weight of the world. That would have been hard. Yeah, he did carry the weight. That was heavy on him. Because if he didn't destroy it. And the whole time it was trying to take him. Imagery of sin. What does sin do? It takes you. Mm. That's the reason you die. You ever think about that? What? Your sin is what kills you. I wonder if that's why I'm... people in the in like Old Testament times live longer because... Because you know you got to have a relationship with Jesus to really get the full effect of a forgiveness. Oasis. 
and you know Bible times they would they did things I don't know I don't know I'm, you think about it like they would just have a, a an offering is that what forgiving their sins the offering mm-hmm. yeah that was law so like every time they sin they just burnt something well you we can too we give an offering now no, we don't do that. We have we have the new covenant. But we, we ask yeah. for repentance. Yeah. The problem with that is it was more serious. I think it meant more. I mean, yes, they continued to sin, but I mean, what was the offering? They had to offer their best. It yeah. had to be a spotless lamb. Mm-hmm. That would uh atone for the sins of the tribe. Yeah. A spotless lamb. All we have to do is ask Jesus for forgiveness. And then repentance is strive to not continue doing it. And then eventually not doing it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But a lot of times, I mean, think about like those emotional salvations, those Hail Marys in churches when, um, you know, maybe your marriage is awful and you just think that God is going to solve it and be like, all right, I'll go to church and I'll, I'll get saved. Some, now, sometimes that's real, but for the most part, it was just a show. Mm-hmm. It was a Hail Mary. Yeah. But if you think, if you look at it technically, how many people really are saved to begin with? And I mean, I'm not just saying in the world, I'm talking about in church. Like, you look at what the Bible says, it takes to identify a Christian and what you will see and you go to church seeing the same old people not showing any love to nobody but who's in that building that's true Uh, I I think truly is safe I think you would I doubt it I'd say there's way more not saved than are oh shoot yeah the Bible says there's going to be. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, inside the church. Yeah, oh, yeah. It didn't, Bible I mean, didn't put I mean Jesus actually said that's red the letters. The church is the people. It's not the building. So people, yeah. I mean, whether you're in there or not. Um, no, I'm saying. Does it make I mean, you say? You know, I think about the passage that uh, saved Lana. Was you know, you'll say, Lord, Lord, didn't I do all these great things in your name? And mm-hmm. he'll say, I never knew you. Depart from me. That's right. Scary mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. I, d- I, d- I have a lot of doubts. I have doubts every day just about about different things. And it's just, I think, part of my the way I'm growing because every doubt I have is always backed up later on with affirmatives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's I don't the beautiful think it's, thing there's, about there's it. There's not anything wrong with having doubt because uh, I think doubt is, is the stumbling block. If you If you can begin to doubt, Oh, well, then there's a chance of slipping. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to slipping in whatever that you're slipping in, once you fall, Slippy slip. it's easy to just stay down there. Sliding around. Mm-hmm. You need to read Dreamcatcher, though. Okay, back to it. And you need to read that book that uh, Joshua talked about. Uh, Alchemist, Alchemist that is amazing. I think you were the person that told me about it. Yeah, originally. That's an amazing book. I got, I actually let, borrowed it to a friend at work. Uh, 
he, I'm gonna get it back from him though, because I've read it. I've read that's one I've read because it, it ain't very big, you know, 150 maybe 200 pages. Well, length don't bother me. I mean, look at the books that I read. That's what I'm saying. It ain't it ain't much. You're reading 800 not, page books. Yeah. So it. Uh, but I've got markings all in it because it makes a lot of references that that are parallel to the I can parallel to Bible verses. Mm-hmm. That you know, but that that's a great story. That's a great story. What were we at on time? Actual time or show time? Show time. Thirty five. Thirty five. Yeah, we got some time. That's what I'm saying. Right. Um, but you need to read the Dark Tires. I think you would like that. I got the first book. I'm gonna let you borrow it. I read it. You uh, know, is is. Be my first Stephen King. I didn't think that, uh, cause I like I said I watched the movie first, mm. and it the movie wasn't like the book, of course, cause the movie is the perspective of the young boy, but the book is you are the gunslinger, which makes it a lot better to me, cause you you. You can read what he's thinking, what he sees. Yeah, and he's a trickster yeah. with that gun, you know. And that's and I, you know it's going to be near impossible, I think, with like a TV show with seasons that you can you can capture a, a comic book mm-hmm. or a book a lot better than you can in film. Yeah, even if you take it down to a trilogy, mm-hmm. um, well, just... because you're not going to know that insight. And I mean, just in Fellowship of the Ring, once again, back to Lord of the Rings is like one of my favorite characters, um, but I don't even bother reading that chapter anymore because it really didn't do anything for the story. It was Tom Bombadil. Mm. And, um, you know, you you get to know this guy, the the hobbits, they get sucked up into the sleeping willow, and the dude goes over there and commands the tree to let it go, as if nature abides by what mm. he says. And then you get to see just a, a breath of how powerful he is. And there you go. And he, yeah, and, and he won't assist. And, like, it's well understood that Frodo's task is it's dire. It has, yeah. They have to succeed. It needs to be done. And if someone is that powerful. Why wouldn't you want to help? Why wouldn't you help? Well, I mean, I guess if no matter who thinks that they got the ring or are powerful, if he's that powerful, he's just... They come up to him, he can be like, Whew. But that, there's it Do once me. again. And it might have been something to do with Tom's wife, uh, which is a little strange in itself. But, uh, and then people ask, it's like, well, why didn't they just fly the eagles over Mountain Doom and just drop the ring? Mm. Then you wouldn't have Then you wouldn't have a story. <laughs> you wouldn't have a story. What's the point? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have anything to learn. Definitely could, get, could have done that, but then you wouldn't have had, you'd only had one movie. I don't think it would have worked, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that would have something would have happened. They got shot down by fireballs or something. The Nazgul, anything. Back to uh, Stephen King. I'm sorry, hijacked you again. Oh no, I, I can't even remember what I was talking about. Oh, the gunslinger. Mm-hmm. Uh, the perspective. That's right. Of the book being different than the movie is. Uh, gunslinger. He's a trickster, man. And they do so much more in that book. It's not even the same, really. But I'm going to let you borrow it, because you need to 
think you'll enjoy it. That'll be a good Stephen King to, if you're going to read, have a first book uh, to be read by him. That's probably it because it's not crazy. Like, no horror. Because there's some books of his that'll scare me reading them. And I don't know if I've ever read a horror. There have been um, like I read some. It, yeah. There have been some scenes in uh, fantasies, mm-hmm. like there is um, in the Will of Time. Uh, there's, I think it's in the second book. Uh, there was a uh, a fight scene that bothered me. That like you know there was no I had to read like three or four chapters mm. because I guess I had grown so attached to the uh, protagonist mm. and like he didn't come out of that battle and like you didn't know if he was gonna if it, if he was out of the story mm. you know I, was like, I I can't stop and it, it bothered me yeah. so I don't know how a horror would deal with me mm. uh, it's is it like is it is it more of a thrill or is it like True horror. No, it's like slow suspense, being scared. Well, I mean, I read, uh, I read it, Stephen King's it, and that was another one that I read after I seen the movie, and that the first movie, not the new remake, the the original one. And uh, I ain't gonna lie, yeah, I had nightmares, I had nightmares while I was reading it. I don't know why I kept reading it, reading it, but I just couldn't put it down. Because it it was something I was drawn to being, I was wanting to be scared. (laughs) So, I mean, I guess it was, was it the imagery or was it the place of mind it put you in? The place of mind. Being like just putting you, you putting yourself in the position of the people who's being stalked or being killed or being hunted down, whatever it may be. Putting yourself in their position and... And to me, living it in my head, thinking it's happening to me or it could happen to me. As Stephen King, he's a, a very good writer. Do you read? What about Rose Red? Have you done that one? What is that? Have you ever, have you ever seen Rose Red? Well, I mean, I don't know what that Rose is. Rose Red was a is a book uh, that Stephen King wrote, but they made back when I was like eleven, twelve, probably. I might have been, I might have been younger than that. Uh, they had a mini series that they uh, put on ABC or NBC One, and it was like three parts, I think. And it was like for three weeks. It was on every Friday night, and I think there was three parts. I I got the DVD if you want to watch it, but it, I mean, they did a great job <laughs> on this show. Rose uh, Red. Yeah, Rose Red. And it's about a uh, mansion that was built in the 20s, maybe maybe earlier than that. Uh, don't And don't quote me on this. I don't know. I'm an idiot. I know it's an old house. I know a bunch of people died there. I know it's haunted. I know that in the story, there's a group of people who go there just to try to stay the night or whatever, and they're like psychics or and can see dead people. I know that. I know Stephen King plays. He has like a Stan Lee part in it because he he delivers a pizza. He's the pizza guy, and uh, I know that when I was eleven or twelve or however old I was, I had to sleep with my light on. 
because it scared me that bad. Because one guy that was in it, he he could see. Like some, I think some of them could see, and like you know, but then some could only like talk to psychopathically or whatever you want to call it. Okay. But he would see stuff, and it would be like a human body inside out or something like that. Yeah, that would that would deal with me. Yeah, especially and even then, back then, this is uh, early two thousands probably. Where you know CGI isn't the best. They didn't do CGI. They did real makeup and real mm-hmm. props. And you know, it, the older I get, even though it's kind of cheesy, I I kind of like that better. Yeah, well, that some some people can make it look real, real. I know, I know two makeup artists. Um, Teresa was one of them, dude. Like, uh, her favorite holiday is Halloween, mm-hmm. and. You ought to see some of the makeup that she's done. I'll show her. I'll show you her Instagram when we get done, man. Like she is. I think you've shown me before. Yeah, yeah. She's good. Yes, yeah, she is. But, I mean, she's also good at like making herself look pretty. You know, mm-hmm. she can do both. Which I guess if you can do one, you could definitely do the other. Yeah, more than likely. I was looking. I don't see any like uh, real famous people. That play on that Julian Sands. Uh, but I got the I got the movie at home. I'm gonna let you watch it. I'll I have to it watch out. it together with the lights on. Okay. You wanna hold hands? Mm-hmm. Okay. Share a blanket. <laughs> I don't know about that. Popcorn in the middle. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'll bring the chair. I'll never salt. forget the first night I watched Scarface. It was me and Justin Shelton. Yeah. And um, I think we started at like... Y'all held hands? No. We started at like 9 o'clock. We, and you know, Scarface is not a short movie. Mm-mm. We watched it three times straight. Just hit with end and we would put it back on. Loved it. And I haven't watched it in a, a long time, but I don't really think about it anymore. But... <laughs> Do you remember that Scarface video game that came out? I don't. Uh, it might not have been a it, it might have been like a GTA or something, but like, I played a God, the Godfather game. That might be what I'm thinking about. I, but it like, it, I thought it done a pretty good job of ca- capturing that like gangster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's dope. I've always loved that, and Jessica, she'll uh, vouch for me on this when I say that I've always loved the 20s, 30s, 40s era, era, wearing a suit every day, wearing a fedora. Would you wear a suit every day? Every day I would. I hate Well, it. I don't know if, I, I mean, me being a machinist, I couldn't wear one if I was, if I was a machinist in, I mean, in those times, I couldn't. But like, if I ever went out, if we ever went out, like now, I, if I go out with Jessica, I don't, you know, wear no suit, but I would if we was in that era. And we'd be going to all the clubs with the dancing, swinging twenties, man. That's what we'd be doing. I don't know. I don't mind it. Like, like now, it's like you know, I wear a collared shirt and khakis and boots. That's pretty much my work uniform. Mm -hmm. And um. All my coworkers wear belts, but I don't wear belts because I don't like wearing belts. I like buying my pants to fit. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't, I've never liked wearing belts. And I don't like tucking my shirt in. Mm. And if it was up to me, I'd have a button-down shirt that said my work company on it. Mm-hmm. And it would be unbuttoned, and I would have a band T-shirt underneath it. Mm-hmm. And I would dress like that every day. Metallica. I mean, sure. I mean, I would I would wear like the blips or like a Taylor Hollinsworth shirt, but yeah, sure. Uh, Iron Maiden. A Partridge. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. It's, and even now, man, uh, I've, I've gone out to events. Like sometimes I've went to a show dressed like this. Yeah. T-shirt and sweatpants. Like, this dude ain't trying at all, mm. <laughs> but he's comfortable. Exactly. And that's the older I get, like, I guess I kind of dig it. Cause man, back when I was at the university of Mobile, we, I was in that, uh, in the music program for a while. We did the choir. I mean, you know, you'd have to get, I mean, you were three piece suit. I mean, I still got the tux mm. in the closet there yeah. for the events that we've done. So, I mean, I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll dress, you know, in my little sketches, I'll dress up, mm-hmm. but I don't have pants on. <laughs> yep. Nor is the shirt buttoned all the way. Yep. Completely naked. Yeah. Waist down. Yeah. Never skip video. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and that's the part of the humor that you don't get to see or you don't get. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think it's time. I think it is. Guys, thank y'all so much for listening. Like I say, if you, uh, if you're on the YouTube, I'm not asking you to hit the notification bell, but if you would subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, dude, I got some of my music up there. Check out some of my songs. Uh, and you can see some of the other musicians that have come on the show. I've got a couple of their videos up on the uh, on the YouTubes. Follow us on social media. Go to www. That's four. Uh, just go to porch-talk.net. Uh, check out the website. It'll hyperlink you to our social media, and it'll... I'll tell you a little bit about all our friends. Mm-hmm. So um, we're we're out of here. We're about to play you some music. All right. Hey, thank y'all for hanging out. If you're still here, we're gonna play some. Uh, we're gonna play a tune a piece. We only got one guitar today, so we're just gonna swap them. Uh, it's an original tune. It's called uh, Melancholy. Losing track of where I've been 
You're my catch 22. No coulda, shoulda, woulda, never heard of them. Melancholy. Oh, oh, melancholy. Can't be spending the rest of my life standing right here in place Always on a cue for you I remember slowing hands of time Just to wind it down with you Whoa, whoa, whoa Melancholy Whoa, whoa So I guess I'll be quite the keeper Something more than a heart in the rafters Just a matter of time You'll be in reach No more sleepless nights And finally my dreams can meet Melancholy, whoa, whoa, melancholy, whoa, whoa, and I can't be spending the rest of my life standing right here in place, always on a cue. I remember slowing hands of time Just to slow it down with you And I can't be spending the rest of my time Standing right here in place Always on a cue for you But I remember slowing hands of time Just to wind it down with you Whoa, whoa Melancholy Whoa Whoa Melancholy
fire Cold on ice, a dead man's touch Whisper on the screen Doesn't change a thing Don't bring you back Blue on black Yeah, blue on